早くし早く、早く、早く、早く共有しろ。Go ahead. 竹中さん、はい、やってください。共有の許可を。あ、そうそう、共有の許可をこっちにくれっつって。Oh, um, we want to share the screen, and I think we need your approval on that. I think, can you, can you do that for us? Yeah, yeah, you, you are. Okay, are you a share from、uh, Shu? You want to share and then you want your approval because you're the host. From, from whom? From, from,、uh, from your side. We can't share. Yeah,、okay? yeah, no problem. Who, what's the name? What's the name of the,、uh, okay. the person who is going to share? Yuma, Yuma Takenaka. Yuma Takenaka. Okay, let me, let me give the permission. Okay. okay. Yuma, okay, so it's Yuma.、Uh, do you want to bring Mr. Ito? As well, I mean, I'm here, I'm here, but I'm not, I'm not on this, so yeah, okay, okay. You, you must be able to share now, yeah, okay. Okay. Can you okay, see? Started very good. Right, so yes, very good. Beautiful,、August. excellent. Sorry, sorry, much. Well, <laughs> sorry, oh, let's begin. My name is Shuhei. Thank you for、uh, introducing me.、Um, I'm, I'm very happy and to uh, um, show you my presentation、um, again. It has been almost 16 years since I was awarded the best paper award for my thesis power transmission and to the micro air vehicle here at AIAA. It is an honor, honor and a pleasure to speak here again now as an entrepreneur to serve. The new air mobility industries. Next page. Dogawa? Preceder Extremism movie first, please. Our innovative product, the Xturismo, is a hover bike which began the simple childhood. It's like a servers. I was inspired. Xturismo to reality, I made it. Uh, do, does the video have sound? If you have sound, you might need to share the computer sound. We should have a sound as well. Yeah. What 
Sorry, I, I don't know why, but we can't put the sound on. Sorry about that. That's okay. That's okay. Don't worry. Uh, you saw the video. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Looks. Look at these three figures. What do you think they represent? They are mobility industries to become an alternative transportation method, which has potential to solve many issues in society, infrastructural, rail, animation, which is expensive and damaging to the environment. Yes, the US budget was $621 billion last year alone. Roughly $78 billion is lost each year. Um, urban traffic congestion, which lead to expensive productivity loss. And Okay, so um, one more thing is 1.3 million people um, by the report by WHO is um, killed in accidents and mostly being pedestrians and children. Okay, so um, let's talk about a bit about the, our vehicle, Xturismo Limited Edition. So as you see in the picture, this is our vehicle. As you see in the video, this is the flying hover bike. Now, currently what we're doing is we're using this as a uh, hybrid gasoline com combustible engine. And in the future, we would like to change this into a electric version or potentially hybrid. As you see, we have two main propellers and four on the, on the corners. So there's six um, propellers, two big, four small. And the cruising altitude is about two to three meters. And it is basically, this vehicle is designed for low altitude. And it's for one person, which we will begin to create more in the future. The payload is 100 kilos, sorry. You know, we're, we're in Japan, we will use kilos. And the speed is in the current, uh, current environment, we could say it's up, it can go up to 80 kilometers per hour for a duration of 40 minutes. Okay, so this is the control mechanism. It's basically similar to a drone. It looks like a motorcycle. And as you see, it is like piloting a helicopter. And we will say it needs about a, a week training for people to move this. As you see, the levers are basically forward thrust, backward thrust, um, vertical, sideways. And it's very similar to a drone. Okay, and, and I just want to go through the altitude control system, as you see here, is the, the flight controller adjusting the engine power based on measurements for height sensors. 
So there is a, a mechanism that detects the altitude, which can be controlled and um, sustained in the altitude. As it says here again, the horizontal flight controller, adjusting the output of the sub-propellers, is controlled by the IMU sensors. Okay, so apart from the vehicle, uh, we focus very much on the, the applications of the vehicle, which is connected. So it's sim simply we can use a, the, a smartphone to monitor the flight recording um, speed and the, yeah, the flight logs as well. And additionally, we are linking this to VR or AR goggles which can see the, the flight path and the route, which is in the augmented reality. Okay, so the uh, video, okay. So I want like, let's, uh, I'm gonna show the video here just to see how it looks like. This is a, it's a beautiful picture behind Mount Fuji in Japan, which we did a demo this month. Please play it. Sorry, no sound again. Mm. As, as you see, it can fly over the water, it can fly over land. And this is not a concept. We are at a level that we can actually deliver this product. I think a lot of the um, EV tolls or air mobility companies have a concept or a product that can be released in 2025. Our product is ready to go. Thank you. Okay, so, um, sorry. Um, the whole presentation was unprepared. I'm sorry about that. Um, just want to hear any questions. What do you think? This is this is our product. It's out in the world, and we're going to deliver this product. Any questions or your thoughts on this product? Actually, you already see the comment from uh, uh, Dr. Guzman, and also Mike Alpha has a question. So, Mike Alpha, go ahead. Ask your question. You can unmute yourself. Hello, my name is Peter and I'm an industrial designer. Um, thing about drones or, you know, flying vehicles or anything like that, but uh, I'm very interested in starting a small company that will develop new technologies that will, uh, thank you, that will, uh, <clears throat> you know, better our understanding of, uh, of the future and how we see ourselves in a, in a futuristic world, you know? Um, yeah. I I uh I have a question in regards to the brush motors. What kind of a uh, motors are you using, and how difficult is it is it to get them in the real world? You know, because I've been uh, doing my own research and um, regard you know regarding these uh, brush motors. What kind of a motors do you recommend, or is it was it hard to get them? Do you manufacture your own motors? Well, that's pretty much my question for now. Thank you. Okay, so what we're using is um, we're basically using an engine. 
So it's it's um, we have joint developed a motor uh, engine with Kawasaki Motors. So, so the base is motorcycle, and we joint developed it for specifically for the air mobility vehicle, which is Exorismo. Does that answer your question? He was kind of trying to figure out what type of the electric motors. I presume we presume it's an electric motor in the, the no, no, so mechanical in the not, first two. This is this is gas. electric in the other four. Yes, yeah. So it's yeah, Kawasaki hybrid. motors. It's Kawasaki motors engine that we joint developed Kawasaki, for this product. Currently, the problem is this. Okay, so if we use a purely electric motor. It probably only flies for three to five minutes. It's not because of our technology, or it's not because of Kawasaki's technology. It's just because the batteries are too heavy. It's not evolved as much. If you look at all air mobility companies, they're saying they're going to release their vehicles in 2025, 2026, dependent on the battery capability. So what we thought is, rather than waiting for that, why not just use regular combustible engine? And that's where we are. Does that answer your question? Yeah. And my name is Jeremy Robbins. I'm an attorney with the FAA. Obviously, I'm the one who's going to ask all those regulatory questions and safety type questions. And so um, you mentioned it goes to about two to three meters. Like how far up can it go is one of my questions. And then um, the whole with drones, it's always the spinning blade of blades of death problem that uh, everyone's concerned with. What happens when this thing crashes? Okay, so this is this is our thought here. Okay, so what happens is in in, in Japan we have approval from the government, the regulator regulators within below five meters. Plus, of course, we cannot fly this in a traffic road or anything, but like in private lands or overseas. The government's okay. And we understand, um, you know, of course, you know, we got to be talking in the fur further with the FAA, your institution, is the, the safety features, we have many, but I think we will limit the height. Of course, if we try to go higher, we can go higher, but we'll have a limiter on height for safety measures. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Linda Lee. Um, Roger, and then so. Go ahead, please. Sorry, go ahead. Linda, you're breaking up. Uh, I wasn't, um, I saw that the um, previous uh, question wasn't finished, but um, if it's okay, I'll go ahead with my question. Yeah, go. Cool. All right. So the design you have only shows the vertical um, propellers. Do you have anything forward? Do you have any, um, you know, thrust ratio um, design features? Or this is just a um, part of the concept? You have six propellers, two main and four subs. That's it. There's no thrust or anything like that. So for your forward thrust, you just tilting your vehicle? Um, so it, like, so the, the two main propellers, the big ones, 
So if you think about it, it's like if the forward one spins slower than the back one, it goes forward. It's it's pretty much like designed like a helicopter in that sense. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's that's and, my and, question. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, everybody knows that's not very efficient uh, for four fry. Um, you probably studied about the advanced ratios for this design, but uh, those are details. Uh, do you have any failure study for one of the propeller field? You still able to land it? Yes. That's a common quest, right? Yes, basically. Of course, the balance could be tilted, but yes. So there is a future in the system where if there's any issues with the engine or propellers, there are six. So if one malfunctions, there's a system that can basically automatically land safely. If is that one failure, including one of your major uh, propeller? Yes. Mean propeller. Okay, that's all my question. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay, Ash. 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 Raise hand. Ash, hey. go ahead. Okay, uh, I think you answered my question, kind of. So my question was, will the regulators be able to keep up with the uh, technology? Ash, could you first uh, mention your name and uh, maybe your your right. uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so Who sorry about that. So, so my name, my full name is Ashitar Sahu, and um, you can call me Ash as well. And right now, I am majoring in aerospace at Iowa State University, and I am a junior here. So, um, um, in the summer, I've done an apprenticeship at um, NASA's um, Mission Concept Academy, where we designed our own spacecraft um, that would go to the moon. Um, um, look for water on the surface and underneath the surface with an accuracy of one meter. So it was like a student pipeline project. So uh, my question was about the regulatory process as well, um, which you kind of answered. Um, so, um, so the question basically was, will the regulators be able to keep up with the technology? If not, then do you have connections with the governments around the world to fast track the regulation process? Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to say this in front of somebody from the FAA, really. But okay, in Japan, it's the regulators are okay. And I think, I think in the U.S., um, nobody was really prepared about this whole air mobility space. And there are many gotcha. companies that are popping up. And I think you know, I'm sure the FAA is starting moving on this. And what we want to think about is there's a category called ultra light. I'm sure I don't need to say this in front of an FAA person or there, I mean, and we really wish that the weight capacity can change, but I think, I think it's a step-by-step -step process. Um, the biggest difference I see here is our vehicle is for personal use, whether it's the police or border control, um, coastal guard, and that's our use. And especially if you think about us living in Japan, this is a natural disaster heaven here, or hell, either way. Correct. Earthquakes, and this can be a help when the road, the traffic system does not work. And, and compared to other companies, they're more focused on passenger business. We're not focusing on passenger business. This is more personal use. This is more for like natural disasters and like that. So that's the big, biggest difference. I hope that answers your question to extent. It does to some extent. And my, I think you answered the next question of mine as well. So my next question was, 
what do you intend your product to replace? Do you want, like, do you want to replace um, maybe uh, motorcycles or um, like helicopters or something, or do you want to create a completely new category? Sorry, I couldn't hear it well. Can you? Can you? So, okay. so the, I, I would repeat the question. So the question was, um, what do you want your product to replace? Um, is it going to be like? Um, motorcycles or helicopters, or do you want to create a completely new category? I think it's a new category, right? So like, of course, cars will exist. Of course, motorcycles will exist. And of course, helicopters will exist, okay? So if I go one by one, I think cars, like if you're living in Tokyo or in LA, okay, cars are gonna exist. What happens if it's a different area? Okay, let's say, what happens we're in the Middle East? What about India? Do we need to pave roads? With this vehicle, you don't need to pave roads. That's one. Equal to motorcycles. So helicopters, okay? When I think about helicopters, they'll exist as well. But let's say if somebody is lost in the mountains, in a, in a snow mountain, what happens? You, you know what I mean? Like it costs a lot of money to fly a helicopter, okay? okay. With one vehicle, it does not cost much. This can save lives. If people are lost in the wilderness, if you fly the helicopter, I think it's going to cost you like a hundred to thirty, hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. This vehicle is not going to cost anything, and plus, this is not manual. There's manual. There's manual. There's manual. There's autonomous, and there's even remote control, which means this vehicle can fly autonomously and pick up somebody. And these are the things that it's going to change the society. We think. Hi, I had one question. Please go ahead. Thank you. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Oh, great. I'm uh, Vinod Mangle. Um, okay. I'm a founder and CEO of Aero Insights LLC in Irvine, California. And uh, my question is about the noise from this. I, I see the use, yes, use is quite that. different. So, mm -hmm. and I joined a little bit late. Maybe you showed some data and stuff, but could you tell something about the noise of your uh, vehicle? when it is going to fly, especially at lower heights, as compared to eVTOLs, you know, which may be 3,000 feet or something? Well, basically, so the noise is a function of spin rate and the, the size of propellers. Ours is small, which means there's, there is noise. There is noise, apparently. So we are still, like, we're, like, our vehicle is ready to go. If it's not loud as a helicopter, I would say it's, it's, a, it's a noise of a Ferrari. Uh, we're still developing this like to um, technology to reduce the noise. There are ways if we make the propellers bigger, the spin rate, a spin rate will go lower, which can reduce noise. So there's many ways we are actually attacking this issue. But you're right, there is noise. So what what height are you planning to fly this? Just oh, above yeah. the road, Sorry. or how much is it? Yeah. Yeah. So so we want we suggest to be below five meters. It can Below be five meters, I see. Okay, I see. Okay. Anybody else? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I think the there are a couple of people online. I, I think the um, Robert, I think Robert raised hand. Robert, go ahead. Hi, yes. Uh, very nice to meet you. Um, I've lived and worked in Japan for Boeing, and so um, it's neat to see a company from Japan operating in this space. 
Um, just curious about your vehicle. Can it land or take off on water, or you can just fly over water? It's over water as it's of now. Over water, and yes. then and then in terms of the the water conditions and weather conditions, is it is this all weather or, or just you just can you operate in the rain? Can you operate in the snow? Um, right now, um, I think it is a little bit sensitive to rain and wind, but it can fly. So we can test it further, but right now we do not recommend it to go through, of course, not in a typhoon or a rain. <laughs> no, obviously no aircraft is going to do that. But, um, so you still haven't established the limits in terms of how many knots wind it can take. We are I, I can't give you the exact details because I'm not an engineer, but like, yes. So those are still ongoing like measurements that we're looking at right now. And is it also just a day, daytime flying at this point? Yes, just, it can be uh, nighttime, visual. Of course, but yes, but we don't Good. recommend going into the, uh, like a really strong wind or rain as of now. Okay, and same thing for, for night operations, you don't have, it's just, it's just a visual flight rules basically that you're working with. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I have one more question. Um, if you want to fly just five meters or something, what is the use case? Meaning if I'm going to go from my fly from my home to LAX, for example, in Los Angeles, can I fly uh, over the traffic or what, no. what, what's the plan there? So this is more of a regulatory issue. It's not about our product or, you know, it's, it's more of an FAA issue. I'm sure somebody's sitting there right now is right now the more, if you look at this, I think the first use case will be more on the government side, whether it is the civil defense, whether it's policing, whether it's um, rescue. And I think the regular, the regular regulation has to catch up to this product which will, I think we're looking at 2025, 2026. But in the meantime, I think the use case will be limited. But uh, we, have, we have delivered to the Japanese uh, individual and that's more for leisure. I you see. Know. So since you mentioned rescue, let's say if you take a mountain case with the uphill gradient, yes. how does this go? Uh, meaning, uh, are you flying horizontally? The, 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 the plane, its aircraft is horizontal and you still go on a gradient uphill? You, or how will it imagine a drone? If you imagine drone, drones can go horizontal, lateral, or, you know, in diagonal. So, like, it can do the same thing. I see. It will just be horizontal, but climbing like a drone. You're saying on a rescue mission, let's on a mountain. The image is pretty much the same, in that sense. I see. I see. Okay. And the other thing is because you know, initially, Ehang of China had made. Something similar with one seater, I mean, and they were trying in a competition a few years ago. And the problem was the exposed propellers and the danger that people are seeing when exactly. you go in. And I see you have a duct yes. around these oh. propellers. So um, can you tell something more on that? Yes. So I can say, like, there's two things, okay? So why do we hire propellers? I mean, from visually, it looks better that you don't see it, like spinning around you, right? It's dangerous as well. Mm -hmm. It makes more noise, so that the, the surrounding part does cover reduce the sound as well. So, so you have data showing because I worked on ducted propellers for a, a yeah. e, a e company. Yeah, I, yes. and uh, it yes. has reduced it uh, considerably. 
the noise because I'm a noise engineer and I'm certainly interested in that. Oh, I see. Okay. So it has reduced, you're saying, and you have data to show that the ducks do reduce. I see. You didn't show the data, right, in the in your presentation, I presume. Uh, we do not put that in the data. Yeah. I see. Yes. Sorry about that. So are there any publications where I could see that? Where you show these data? Uh, regarding noise or like like specific data, we yeah. do not really this is more confidential, more interesting. I, I see. But uh, so overall, is there a paper, if not there, noise data? Is there something I could look scientifically or technically? I know it's a product you want to sell. So lots of it is proprietary, presumably. Of course, we can talk about this. I think, yeah, um, we can get more data if necessary. But I think uh -huh. right now, yeah, I, maybe not going too deep on this one right now. I see. No, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm very excited to see this. This is the kind of eVTOL I used to think, you know, you sit on it from my home backyard, just fly and go wherever you want. I mean, but uh, so that that's fantastic. I'm really happy to see that. You know? Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. We have a question. Uh, so go ahead. Sure. My name is Wilbur Owens and I fly out of a local airport here in Los Angeles. It's a local uncontrolled airport. I see. And there's been a lot of interest in saying that this airport at some point might be some base to support urban mobility. So we have an interest in it. Oh, that'd but be great. Question, sorry. Yeah, Can but I, my question is Compton Airport. It's one of, oh, it's one oh, of the oh. few uncontrolled airports in the oh, no. LA metro area. Okay. So, sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. My question is, and I think you have a great vehicle, great presentation. The, the question is, I did not understand clearly how you transmit power from your internal combustion engine to your rotor blades. It makes sense to me that you would go that route because based on the power density of the batteries, that would make sense. And then you use your electrical power for control. So I saw the depiction, but actually, how do you get that energy from that engine to those main propellers? Well, is it electrical or I'm, I'm confused. Is it some type of chain? Is it a belt? What do you use? Hydraulic? It's basically like a gasoline engine. Oh, like I understand. I understand the function of the engine. Imagine this. You have an engine, you have pistons and it's rotating. My question is, I don't understand how you're getting that power out of that engine into the main two uh, rotor blades. On a helicopter, it's direct drive with a transmission. Yeah. So do you have a transmission? Yes. Basically the same. It's a transmission. Okay. It creates a spin. The four outside blades are basically more electrical. So the main two ones are based on basically regular power transmission. So so basically, now I understand. So basically- okay. Similar to car or motorcycle or anything, really. Yeah, some motorcycles use belts, some use a direct shaft. So you're using a direct shaft? Yeah, it's a shaft. This is a shaft. Okay, that's all. That's all. I was just trying to understand that. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Wish you can uh, bring a, a demo here in Compton Airport. Yeah, that way we'll we'll arrange one for you yeah. demo here. Um, also, also uh, Sherry, Sherry uh, from from uh, government. Sherry, do you want to say something? Sherry, do you want to? Okay, we'll wait for Sherry from NASA. Um, okay, so let's uh, wait for her. But Doc, Doc, do you want to go ahead, Miss Doc? Hi. Dougie Cammy, retired engineer, uh, motorcycle rider, non-current pilot. Uh, I fly quadcopters. I think he said it takes like 10 
days to learn how to fly this thing. Um, can you elaborate more on how much training it requires? Is it in the, is it a steep learning curve? Um, do you have some computer augmentation to make the flying uh, more automated? And also, um, if you have a lot of these things flying around, have you thought about networking them together to avoid collisions? Okay. Thank you. Uh, great, thank you very much. So first of all, there's three ways to drive this vehicle. One is manual, which needs training. Second is autonomous, which means you just sit on it. It's okay. Third is somebody, a third person will be remote controlling it. So when you ask me the question, training, do you really need 10 days? I don't think so, but we're going to say that. Okay? Just, just to be on the safety measures, I think we, we would recommend five to 10 days of training, depending on the use. However, even without the training, if you can sit on it, if you know the, the position to sit on it, it won't be a problem. And your to answer your final question, sorry, what was the final question you asked? If, if you have a multi-vehicle environment, yes, there's some option for yeah. networking. So, so we don't just build on um, these hardware. We also have a UTM system, traffic management system, which can control multi-vehicles. Of course, not to collide, which can be programmed or it can be manually driven, but it can also be controlled. If you think about like a drone, there's always a traffic management system that controls that. We have the same software as well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, uh, Randall, uh, I think it's Mr. Ushiyama. Yeah, say, thanks, uh, Mr. Ikemi, it's a wonderful uh, question. So, Randall, do you want to say something? I saw you raise hand. Um, well, I mean, Randall? Well, it's just, okay, so uh, uh, I saw uh, Liam. Uh, Liam, I think you, you raised hand. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, hello, my name's Liam. Uh, I'm a third year junior at UC Davis. And uh, just to want to introduce, I am also in a research program for aeroacoustic uh, right now. So the question you kind of answer about noise reduction and data, which is very cool and uh, very exciting things to see the vehicles. But uh, it also uh, raised me a question, like because you mentioned automatically, like it can be automatically controlled uh, for user without having instruction or anything. Like what under on a security level, how would you rate it? Like in case it got you know compromised by other parties and can um, have dangerous effect to the user when they are on automatic. So you're 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 saying like what happens if it gets hacked, basically? Yes. Yeah. So well, that's a good question. Never really thought about that. As of now, I don't think we're at that level to be hacked. But going forward, that is a really good question. The security measures. So we will definitely look into that. Um, I want you to understand that like, the fact is, is this product 100% complete? Like in terms of to, for use case in society, I think we're still evolving into that but so so like the questions you asked is very good i think and we will definitely take it take that into measure going forward okay thank you very much and uh, just one last question uh, i know like the project the project is still 
under development, there's still a lot of things are going like need to go going forward. Uh, so far, it looks very good. So my question is, what's the next step right now? Like, what's the next advancing uh, part of, of this project going forward? Okay, I think one is regulations, which is not just our effort. I think it's a joint effort by different companies, also the regulators as well. Um, apart from that, I think what we want to do is, it is expensive, okay? It's about, it's $550,000, $555,000. Um, if we mass produce, produce this, we can go lower. Also, considering the environment, it, environmental issues, we do want to evolve this into electric or hydrogen. That's where the world is going into. So we want to make it more clean. That's our goal. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, very nice uh, presentation you guys have and very good project. Thank you. Uh, I want to have uh, Sherry. Sherry, uh, do you want to say something? Uh, because Sherry is from government, I want to see uh, Sherry. Um, but she seems to have uh, some technical issue. Um, Sherry, we'll wait for you. When, whenever you are ready, you can unmute and, and speak out whenever. Sorry, uh, like, so well, can I say one thing? I think we had a question from the gentleman from the FAA, and I think it got cut off. I'm sorry about that. Um, you mean now, uh, Jeremy? Jeremy? Yeah. Did I under did I answer everything or? I'm sorry. Like it got like all mixed up. Yes. That's all right. More safety questions. What happens when someone falls off the bike? Um, there is a like a belt chained to the vehicle, which creates an airbag within the uh, the 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 suit. Okay. So does the bike just what is the bike? Auto stabilize and just it, it lands. It will land. It lands. Yes. Oh, very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, a very exciting project. It's very cool. Back, I've been showing it to my friends. You guys, whoever did the design for it, is excellent job. Thank you very much. Okay, Sh Sherry, are you ready to speak out? Okay. Um, if if not, we have a gentleman here. Uh, do you want to speak out? Sure. Just a. These are questions, a couple of questions, and I'm about to go. So, um, do you envision? And um, let me rephrase the question: um, What are your visions of design? Do you guys are are going to come out with new designs that are more uh, compact and self-efficient in terms of energy? What is what are the stages? Um, do you have more designs in mind? You know, cool designs and from from the point of view of a of a uh, you know industrial design. Do you have in mind more designs, or this is this is uh, this is it? No, this is the beginning. So we've up till now we have changed several designs, and we thought this is more this is the efficient one. Okay, as you mentioned. You know, there's there's that say we want to have two people on it, okay? Or mm -hmm. there could be different use cases. I think this is the beginning. So we always say it's a dawn of air mobility, and we came up this product. But it's interesting when we talk to potential clients, they want something else, and to that we will adapt to it. Maybe it's lighter, maybe it's faster, maybe it's bigger. So we are open to anything. In that sense and we are already starting the research on that those kind of issues as well 
So design is very important. I think this vehicle was very, very much design oriented. Okay, uh, and two more questions. Uh, why your stocks dropped 55% today and have you sold anything? Well, okay, so this is what we think. Okay, so we went through a spec deal and the, the selling pressure, I'm, we're not, we're not like, we don't care to be honest, okay? The market will absorb it and let the sellers sell it. We're looking at long-term, I mean, it really doesn't matter. I, I think, I mean, like my background in, in, in the CEOs, but we're from finance. We understand this very well. So no pressure to us. If somebody wants to short it, please go ahead. Is how we think. Um, uh, it's okay. We uh, have a few more minutes with you, uh, Mr. Komaju. Yes. It's okay. Uh, I think we have uh, uh, first Robert. Robert raised hand for a long time. Robert, do you want to go ahead, Mr. Eggerman? I've already I've already spoken. Thank you. Oh, you already spoke. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I see. Um, Barrett, uh, I think you, you, you posed a question. Do you want to speak out? Uh, okay, no. Okay, so then uh, Linda, I think uh, you, you raised hand. Yes, I have uh, two more questions, if I may. So you didn't have anything showing in terms of your performance, right? How far you could fly and what's the speed? Um, that's the most important numbers to sell anything. So how long your air vehicle can hover? What's the maximum um, acceleration or the uh, uh, takeoff speed? Is that those priority or is this just uh, beyond today's discussion? Um, what we'll do is we have it in a presentation rather than me saying it verbally, I think we will like, we will show this out in the public. Okay, so because I do need to check with everything and we do have test results and the environment can change. So the test case we use in Japan in a, in a specific place, in let's say somewhere in the US could be different. So I wanna be cautious how to release this information, but okay. we will have it on the website, okay? I don't-, I don't Okay. Know. okay. Sorry, um, yeah, that's probably not important in terms of the exactly number. Uh, I have a more broad question in terms of uh, concept. So all of this EVTO started from a quadrotor. Even Larry Page's um, risk has this uh, quadrotor concept. Somebody ride on it and take off and fly. And today, there's a lot of EVTO company who's more designing like two rotors, um, two wing, anything with that combination of concept. What is your um, opinion of that? Did you say wind? Did you say wings? Uh, no, my point okay. is, Please. the train is started as a quarter, which is only have vertical uh, yeah. propellers. Yeah. A lot of the e-vehicle company is designing a thrust with the forward flight capability. Well, the question okay. for you I'm is, sorry. what is your opinion on that? Well, I think it's a concept. Um, right now, um, there's a lot of concepts out there with thrusts, or but for us, I mean, we 
is it flies fine. So, you know, if we want to have the fourth thrust going forward, maybe we should. But right now, it flies fine. It gives enough speed in it. It gives enough acceleration. I think our model right now is doing what it can. So okay. I think we're fine with the current situation. Yes. As you Thank see, you. I wasn't sure if you've seen the video. It, it flies fine. I saw the video. Um, yes. I have a yes, yes, yes. Um, as an aerospace engineer, mm -hmm. uh, we talk about numbers. We okay. compare with the numbers uh, from different configuration. That's why. If we I don't see. have numbers, we talk about concept, you know, okay. the rationale, why people goes from a quadrotor configuration goes to a tilt um, combination of the thrusts as well as the forward thrust. Mm -hmm. So if we don't talk about concept, I think the answer is good as long as, um, you know, it's acceptable design for, for you um, perspective. Thank you for uh, answering my question. I don't have anything, uh, any more questions. Thank you. <clears throat> Okay, uh, I think uh, Binal has another question. Binal, go ahead. And uh, Sherry, do, if you want to speak something, speak out when, whenever, because uh, uh, Sherry, do you want to say something? If, if not, I saw Mr. Ushiyama want to say something, but I think his mic doesn't work. Uh, Binal, do you want to say something yeah. again? Yeah, okay. my mic was mute, sorry. Thank you. Again, uh, this is Binal Mengli. I talk, asked you a couple of questions earlier. A small one because I didn't see most of your presentation. Uh, uh, do you have two separate ICEs to drive with two large propellers, or is it with a drivetrain or something and just one ICE? Internal combustion engine. Uh, Hello? Yeah, it's, it's one. It's one. It's connected to both. Oh, yes. One and connected to both. I see. Okay. All right. Thanks. By the way, do you have your uh, presentation? Will it be available to us? Because I missed most of it, unfortunately, the first few minutes. Um, yes, uh, we, we could send it. Um, so like, if you can just come to our uh, website and we can directly send it. And what is your website? Uh, Airwinds. Airwinds? A-E-R-W-I-N-S. Yes, I put, it the, I put it in the chat. All right, thank you. Check it. Very good. Any more questions here? Oh, go, go ahead, Mike. Hi. Hi. So this occurred to me. Um, have you ever thought of maybe providing test flights to to provide capital? To provide capital? Right. Yeah. To provide like selling test flights. This is a pretty um, cool concept, and I think a lot of people have you know kind of maybe wanted to ride one of these, uh -huh. something like this. So I was wondering if you, since this is a product that is working, if the thought has ever occurred to like sell um rides um in the future yes but again uh, in this current environment with um of course with uh, a gentleman from faa we want to make these regulations re regulations clear first of all to do that okay thank you thank you uh any more question here any more question online um I was trying to, um, you know, say, uh, Sherry, if you want to say something, speak up, but I suspect your microphone seems to have some issue. Um, all right. There's... Hello, I have a question, Dr. Molnar. Okay, Mr. Molnar, go ahead. Hi, I'm curious. I, I, uh, what was your development cost from uh, your on your project to get through the completion of your manned test flying in order to right. offer this as a product? 
Sure. Okay. I think roughly speaking, it's hard to say because there's, you know, different divisions, of course, in that process. You know, understood. Yes, of course. Yeah. So roughly up till now, our cost was around, let's say, $32 million, roughly speaking. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Which if you can compare it to different companies, they're spending $300 million a year. Yeah, I appreciate that. I just curious what yours was. Okay. Thank you Thank so much. You. Thank you. Uh, Mike Alpha, do you want to speak out? I saw you type some question. Uh, time is limited, so if, go ahead. Mike Alpha? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I prefer to, to write because okay. my English is very limited. Thank you. Okay, okay. thank you. Okay. okay. Um, all right. All right. Well, I think... Yes, time. Yeah, I think about it. Demo in the Compton Airport or here in LA. Yes. And I'm uh, very happy to arrange for you. Come here. Great. Come here. We'll We're waiting you. for you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Thank you for your time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so Sorry much. for the delay. Yeah. Um, Don't worry. If anything, us uh, to post our website or something. Uh, right. We're happy to do that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Stay you. Stay in touch. You can see yeah. people are so okay. excited. Uh, yes. Uh, Thank your you very effort. much. Good okay. effort. Keep, keep in touch. Stay in touch. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you sure. very much for your time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good evening. Thank Bye -bye. you. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening.